Welcome to the Sages Among Us. Nevada County has a legacy of rich resources, from farm and timberland to sparkling rivers of water and gold to abundant beauty and recreation, and perhaps what is the greatest treasure in any area, the people who devote countless hours and immense energy towards making their community better for everyone. The Sages Among Us attempts to find out who these people are, why they generously provide so much service to the community, and how these efforts make a positive difference for all of us. I'm your host, Brian Buckley, and my guest tonight is Amy Guy Wagner, who serves on the board of the directors for the South Yuba River Citizens League, known popularly as Circle. Amy was born and raised in Nevada County, a few miles from Edwards Crossing on, and the Yuba River. She credits her deep connection to the watershed and Circle to her formative years spent hiking, swimming, and basking on rocks at the river. After graduating from Nevada Union High School, Amy earned a bachelor's and master's degree at Stanford University in Earth Systems, Management Science, and Engineering, and subsequently developed a career as an environmental consultant specializing in energy development and sustainability. Currently a senior expert at McKinsey & Company, Amy is an internationally recognized leader in sustainability and energy practices. She advises governments and corporations around the world in these areas. Domiciled over a decade in the Bay Area, Amy moved back to Nevada County a few years ago with her husband, Eric, and their two young boys, who have now also fallen in love with the Yuba River. Amy, welcome to the Sages Among Us. Thank you. So, um, you grew up here, and... uh, that makes you kind of unique in the world. Um, you know, there's not that many people that uh, um, grow up and go out and have international global careers. What was it like growing up in Nevada County for those of us who uh, moved here as adults? Um, Nevada County is a wonderful place to grow up. Part of the reason why I um, brought my family back here, um, I spent a lot of time um exploring a lot of time at the river. Um, I was able to um, participate in a lot of different areas of interest, you know, volunteering in the early days of Circle as well as um, working on art projects and working, volunteering at the hospital and doing sports. It's just a really broad, um, the area has a lot to offer and has a lot of different um, things for kids to explore to find out what they're passionate about. Sounds like you weren't bored very often. <laughs> well, if I was ever bored, I read a book, so. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, so how do you think growing up in Nevada County affected you as you grew older? I think I had a, a strong connection to natural places um, from spending so much time outdoors uh, and I think there was always um, an interest in particular in energy, partly because I grew up off the grid in a house that was powered by solar energy. And um, my parents used to tell us that we couldn't watch TV unless the solar was charged to a certain amount. So it was, <laughs> you know, um, high high on my level of interest to, to see how the solar was charging the batteries at any <laughs> given time. Um, and then we did very rarely got to watch TV because it turns out they set that limit pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I went to Stanford and was interested in that energy 
environmental intersection because uh, that is actually where a lot of um, business decisions get made about the environment. And so somewhere where I thought that you could make sort of logical economic arguments um, and impact change in that way. Um, and I had had this formative experience working with Circle early on on the wild and scenic um, river designation that made me feel really um, empowered and and um, also just uh, very confident that uh, people could make an impact on environmental issues because during my sort of two years of volunteering, we had this great win. Um, it doesn't always work that way, I found out later, but <laughs> <laughs> um, for a formative experience, it was a really amazing one. Mm -hmm. As in nothing breeds success like success, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that, yeah. Okay. So given your love of the river and involvement with Circle, um, well, please excuse the pun, but was there a watershed moment for you that helped kind of crystallize uh, the person that, that you've become? I think it's, it's actually sort of one of the things, um, it's sad and yet also somewhat of an inspiration story. One of my um, best friends in high school was Laura Wilcox, and she died when she was 19, and we spent all, almost all of our time together at the river or hiking. And I wanted to, and I wanted to sort of deliver on her legacy. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to sort of, for both of us, um, do more and was inspired to work harder um, from that sort of experience and see if I could make you know, make more of a difference as like a way to make it make sense. Mm -hmm. Do you recall the last time you were at the bench? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I often go on her birthday or my birthday to the bench on Buttermilk Brent to mm -hmm. uh, think about her and think about our time at the river. Mm -hmm. So you you mentioned Laura Wilcox and the influence she had on you and, and that her death had on you. Uh, were there any family members or mentors along the way who have been particularly influential uh, for you in the direction your life has taken? I think clearly my parents have, like, given me a lot of – I've had a lot of influence in terms of the time that I – spend on community and, um, volunteering and also just, I, I think <clears throat> my dad in particular is an artist. And so he sort of sees landscapes and has, I don't know, um, more of a, a longer term vision about about places he'll remember very specific aspects of a of a scene much later than where we when we were mm -hmm. there and so like the sort of crystallization of your experience and like living in that moment and really um enjoying your time outside as well as 
making sure you're giving back to the community. My parents are really interconnected into the community in different ways. They've served, my mom served on the school board. My dad has um, spent tons of time volunteering in less um, broad but more direct ways, like, you know, helping neighbors and Mm -hmm. um, cutting wood and helping people with their, you know, broken equipment or whatever. It's always... um, they are often thinking making them of, laugh on thinking, occasion. Thinking of others, yeah. Right. Um, so you were enjoying a flourishing career in the Bay Area, successful in work and traveling around the world for business and sometimes pleasure. Um, how and why did you return to Nevada County? Um, so I think Nevada County is unique um, in both its sort of natural beauty and its diversity in terms of um, art and and people and interests. Um, It has sort of more socioeconomic diversity, which I was actually um, quite, I I thought was really important for for my kids. Um, San Francisco can be a bit of a bubble in the sort of where you have less of a breadth of people that you interact with, um, oddly, since San Francisco is, in general, quite diverse, but mm-hmm. there's bubbles that get created within within that environment. On a economic basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you know, so you, you're here in the, the prime of a career and raising a young family. A lot of people here are retired and they volunteer as a way to give back and stay involved. I think it's different when somebody's in the life stage that you are. Uh, how does someone in in your situation manage to be civically engaged? Because there's a lot of demands on your time. There are a lot of demands on my time and it's one of those it takes a village um, type things. Um, my parents often help with my kids when I, um, go spend time at circle or, you know, we have friends and my husband, um, also who sort of support that in the background, my ability to volunteer and participate. Um, but I think that it's really important for my kids to see that, I both have a job that I am really interested in and passionate about um, that is, you know, part of how we pay the bills, but that I also have um, passion and interest and I'm devoting my time to the community and to issues that I care about and on a volunteer basis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my son um, really wants me to work at Circle, which maybe I'll consider someday um, as well. Um, I'm not quite as uh, qualified as many of the people that actually <laughs> actually work on the watershed issues. Um, but, you know, it's, it's something that my kids know and recognize in terms of a part of what I, who I am and what I care about. And so I think that translates to them in terms of, you know, thinking about what they care about and what they want to spend their time on. Got it. Well, you know, speaking of, of your job, um, 
you specialize in sustainability practices, um, but transitioning to your your volunteer work, what do you personally get out of your civic engagement and volunteering? In other words, how does it sustain you? I think the main thing is that it connects me to other people um, and I get a closer connection with the other people on the board, with the staff of of Circle. I feel more engaged in a broader sort of group of people, um, both sort of age-wise. When you, when you have a young family, you can spend a great deal of your time, like, in school or thinking about school or school pickup or – and you are surrounded by people that are somewhat in the same life stage as you. Mm-hmm. And it's really helpful for me to spend time with people who are beyond the life stage that I'm in and can you know, provide me some wisdom and or sort of show me that there's a whole nother sort of arc <laughs> that's coming in the future because mm-hmm. um, you can get really caught up in the stresses of your, your parenting life. Um, it also helps me to engage with people that are much younger than me that have not reached my sort of young family stage of life. Mm-hmm. So I think that sort of diversity that I don't think that I get in my sort of if I just operated in my day-to-day schedule is one of the things I really appreciate. And then the other is just being a witness to all of the amazing things that are going on at Circle, um, it makes me feel like I'm part of part of some of those things, and I have an opportunity because I know about them to engage in different ways and make connections for people, and that part is also like really gratifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last I would say is, you know, I work in corporate sustainability, and I work on strategic planning for big corporations and for governments, et cetera. And that skill set is the skill set that I'm able to use in this particular role in sort of strategic planning and bringing best practices from my job to my volunteer life. So it's it's like sort of the the best use of my time for, for Circle, I think. Yeah, yeah, okay. You're listening to The Sages Among Us on KVMR. I'm Brian Buckley, and we're talking with Nevada County native Amy Guy Wagner, an international consultant and global leader in sustainability and energy practices, and a member of the board of directors for the South Yuba River Citizens League, otherwise known by the phonetic pronunciation of its acronym, CIRCLE. So, Amy, let's talk a little bit more about your your day job. Your, your, Your title at McKinsey & Company of Senior Expert is impressive, if general. Um, can you tell us about uh, a particular project or, or client that will give us a better idea of what it is that, that you do? Sure. So um, I am um, going to transition from McKinsey to a smaller organization, but I think it's helpful to describe the work that I, I did at McKinsey first. So McKinsey is a large global corporation that works um, with mostly Fortune 500 companies, governments, um, state governments, and federal governments. Um, and for all of those uh, clients, 
I worked on sort of a very specific topic, which is why I have senior expert as my title. And that topic is how to deal with the challenge of transitioning our energy systems to net zero climate goals. Um, so an example is working with utilities on how to integrate high levels of renewables into the grid at the same time as um, electrifying um, vehicles, electrifying home heating, et cetera. And you have a bunch of systems planning that needs to happen in order for that to work. Um, and a part of the job is showing people the art of what is possible and making people understand that it's not an impossible task um, and also showing people how they can win, compete and sort of win in that environment, mm -hmm. that it is not necessarily um, a something that is going to hurt business, it could be an extraordinary business opportunity for many. Competitive advantage. Competitive advantage for many, many businesses. And so I also work with sort of global tech firms on how they decarbonize their products and things like that. And so working in all these different areas, but all on the same topic, um, is extraordinarily interesting. And it really is a diversity of topics, but actually intersect and like build on each other. Mm -hmm. So I'll learn one thing by working with one client that oddly becomes relevant to another client that's in a completely different industry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's what has much been most satisfying about, about that role. Uh, sort of uh, reflected <laughs> wisdom of an interdepartmental uh, major at in college. Inter huh. Um, My whole life seems to be relatively interdisciplinary. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was a, a, an interesting summary of, of your, you know, work life, your paid work life. Let's talk about your civic engagement and volunteering. You mentioned a little bit about what you do at Circle, but you know, what, what do you do as a member of the board of directors for Circle? Sure. And so I I joined the board of directors about two years ago. It's a full volunteer board. Um, as most, you know, nonprofits are. And the role of boards in general is to have oversight over the strategic direction um, of the nonprofit and help support and review the executive director. Um, the board also is very involved in the sort of breadth of um, volunteering activities and engagement. Um, it's another way for the organization to communicate its goals to broader set of um, community members. And so the board is working and will continue to work on sort of diversifying the board so that the board represents um, the kind of um, organization that Circle wants to be. And so they're trying to get, you know, a younger a younger set of board members like myself who have young families so that we can bring those same type of people into circle to start um, volunteering and participating in the different ways. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. What are some current <laughs> projects or initiatives at circle? Um, so circle is doing all sorts of amazing things right now. It's huge diversity of projects. I think that 
overall, the umbrella of CIRCLE has changed from protecting just the South Yuba River to protecting the watershed as a whole, South, Middle, and North Yuba. And beyond that, it has sort of, we have understood over the last few years that one of the major goals that connects the work and the environment and the work with the community is that really a lot of the work we're doing is really for climate resiliency. And so, excuse me, we're doing meadow restoration up near Soda Springs. We're doing forest management in the North Yuba. We're doing uh, river um, restoration in the lower Yuba River. Um, There's education program that takes fourth graders down the river and helps connect them, engage them with advocacy and environmental sort of process and science early in their sort of education career to hopefully sort of light that fire and get the the next generation of scientists. And they're in the lower Yuba. They're in the lower Yuba. Yeah. Um, and there's, you know, we have the River Ambassador Program that helps um, teach tourists and others how to treat the river better um, and how to leave no trace and the types of practices that are are helpful to keep the environment uh, mm-hmm. the way that the way that we'd we'd like to see it right. Yep. Right. so if somebody else has an appreciation or a connection to the Yuba River, how can they get involved in supporting protecting or interacting with it and uh, I, I'm assuming they don't have to be on the board of directors to <laughs> yeah. be involved. Um, so there's tons of volunteer opportunities. Um, there's the volu- the other thing that I failed to mention, a huge thing that um, Circle does is the Wild and Scenic Film Festival. There's a lot of volunteer opportunities there to, to help make that film festival run smoothly. There's volunteer opportunities to be a river ambassador, there's um, direct hands-on opportunities to help with some of the restoration projects. Um, there's We've done river monitoring for decades, and so you can participate and become like trained to do the river monitoring Citizen as well. Citizen science. Citizen science. And um, so all of those things, if you're interested, just walk into Circle at any time and ask what, what sorts of things are happening and do something that is sort of connected with your own passion so that you're engaged and excited to participate. Basically, again, no pun intended, but just dive in. Yeah. Yeah, okay, <laughs> good. Um, so let's take advantage of some, of some of your expertise. What do you see as some of the larger issues facing Yuba River or the larger ecosystem in this region you test on it, but maybe mm-hmm. we can go into it in a little more detail. Sure. So I think that climate adaptation, climate resiliency is one of the biggest issues um, globally. And um, it is also true here locally where California has seen a lot of extreme weather and fire and more sort of natural threats. Um, you can ameliorate that by um, managing the land and the watershed in a more proactive way. And I think that there is like a dual benefit in that. 
Um, there's sort of the actual benefit of creating a more safe community for everybody that lives here, um, better environment, more resilient, you know, more more biodiversity for um, the actual natural landscape. And then there's also, I think, a benefit of creating a economy, a local economy and jobs around that sort of care for the local watershed and for the community. And so sort of creating sort of the, in a sense, sort of the Costa Rica model of a sustainable economy um, in Nevada County and Placer County and Yuba County, which are the connected counties through for ecotourism. the- Through ecotourism. to the river, through, um, so there's the ecotourism aspect, and I think there's a new, um, more direct uh, job aspect of, you know, forest management and um, the jobs associated with the restoration work that we're doing that um, in, improves flood um, response in the lower Yuba. Um, that's actually a great deal, moving, moving a great deal of rock with like heavy equipment. And so those jobs, instead of being mining jobs, are actually restoration jobs. Instead of extraction jobs, they're mm-hmm. repair. Got it. Got it. So it sounds to me like, um, you know, you're looking at a, a general topic, like just climate change and, uh, you know, trying to be proactive about that uh, in relation to the Yuba River watershed. Um, you know, do you, do you, can you extrapolate that whole, what, what do you see as sort of major global issues? Is there anything other than climate change that you're seeing? Um, you know, if you, if you were in charge of the world, what would be some of the, the projects you would be working on to ensure sustainability for future generations? Um, big question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think, there's a number of aspects to sustainability. The sustainability has to be making the environment last for future generations, but it also has to create um, sustainable livelihoods for the local community. It has to engage a broader um, and potentially diverse set of interests to show how um this different way of of engaging with the environment actually um, can benefit other people downstream that might not see the direct connection that they have to the watershed. Mm-hmm. And so um, we talk about making doing our best work sort of in this local watershed, but being able to, explain how that work was done so that it can be sort of replicated across watersheds, mm-hmm. you know, across the United States globally. Um, is circle replicated? Of, is circle rep- replicated very <clears throat> often in other communities that exist on, on rivers? Um, there are small organizations that are somewhat like circle. I think circle has a unique, um, has a has a leadership position that we could expand on to allow people to replicate some of the successes that Circle has had. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
some of that some of that work I think is in the the next horizon in order to increase the impact right um, we started I think pretty hyper local and very specifically on the South Yuba River and preventing uh, the dam and additional dams along the South Yuba River to get the wild and scenic status for the South Yuba but then the more expanded vision and mission, I think, is much more replicable in other places mm-hmm. to think about how can you make your community more climate resilient and how do these different aspects of the environment intersect with each other, forest, land, and river. Great. Well, Amy, thank you so much for taking the time out of your very busy life to be <laughs> my guest tonight. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.